Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 118 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. As Kelvin puts his cup down and makes a banging noise, I am with Mr. Kelvin Newman. Hello, I have just put down my glass of water. Apologies for any background noises there. <laughs> yes, I do need to drink, you know, otherwise I get a nice dry throat and I'll be coughing. And, you know, no one wants to hear that. So. And, and we are in the echoey office as yes, well, which makes yes. it even worse. Anyway, today's is... Oh, and I'm Andy White. I just mention that very briefly um today is uh, questions and answers yes yes and, uh, we have three questions two of them oh, audio one of them a paper question and uh, let's get on with the first audio question let's roll it hey guys it's uh, colin gray here again um thanks for answering my question last time around the podcast site's going well so um hopefully the page rank is growing as we speak uh, got a quick another question because um, I work on a few different sites um, at the same time. Um, I'm working on a leather sales uh, shop at the moment that I'm starting to run uh, called Pampiano.co.uk, um, and uh, basically I'm interested um, in a slightly less SEO-related question. Um, it's something you probably know a bit about, and that's how you organise um, your SEO efforts. So I'm just kind of starting to promote it. I'm just starting to link build. I'm doing all the different things at the moment. How do you um, organize the tasks that you have to do over the first month, three months, the first six months or so for a, for a site like that? Um, like, do you use to-do lists? Do you use um, any sort of calendar tips or anything like that? Any tips on how to organize a, a SEO campaign would be really useful, um, especially from the point of view of a few different types of uh, a few different sites at the same time. So how you would um, remember to like what stage you're at with each different site. Uh, so hope that uh, wasn't too long a question, and I look forward to you and answer. Uh, cheers, guys. Yeah, no, it's an interesting question. How you manage the, um, the different tasks that are required in an SEO campaign. And also doubly more complicated if you've got lots of multiple websites to deal with. So I'll tell you a bit about how in site visibility, the agency that I work for, how we deal with that. Now, what we do is we kind of have for each individual client a project plan, which is essentially um, an Excel spreadsheet or sometimes it's in a Google Doc and it, you know, it varies. And essentially that's a list of to-do items which we can kind of check off and you know keep a, keep a track of what it is that we need to do. Now... They're quite difficult to put together, and that kind of comes from experience of what it is that you want to do. But in a in a simple sense, I'd say, okay, well, 
you know, get a list of all of the technical issues that you want to deal with and make each of them a to-do list item and then take something like a list of link building tactics that you've got that you think would be relevant and then add each of those in there as well. And essentially we, you know, because um, we'll go, you know, we've got a certain amount of, um, you know, work that we want to do each month. Uh, we divide that up so it's like okay well you know there's too much to do in that month so we'll move that into the month afterwards or or that campaign would coincide particularly well with that event that's taking place therefore we'll move that forward and vice versa we then use um some kind of internal software to keep track of that now there's you know we use a couple of different systems and there's a couple of alternatives as well so we use kind of a a, a version of raven seo um to kind of report and um, keep track of a lot of our SEO efforts. And when we're doing link building, we keep track of the links we've requested in there. Um, it keeps track of the rankings of the keywords we want to rank for. But it isn't particularly good as a kind of a task manager, Raven SEO. It's kind of more of a, um, you know, kind of reporting software. Mm. So we use a, a, another kind of system there as well to kind of do that. That's kind of, you know, a bit of a unique one that we use internally where, basically um so like a campaign manager a strategist would decide for each client what tasks they want to do in a month mm. um they write down all those tasks they put them into a project plan our operations manager then um, takes those tasks delegates them out amongst the team and you know make sure everyone they then get a task list of all their tasks roughly how long they should take it what work it needs to apply to and all, all that type of thing there as well there's lots of systems out there that sort of will allow you to do stuff like that um in this particular case, I think Basecamp probably would be a good option. Basecamp, um, which is kind of quite an affordable system. Um, the downside to Basecamp is it's not particularly good at tracking time. So for us, we always like to know, okay, well, how long did we think a piece of work would take? How long did it actually mm. take? You know, and, and vice versa. Were we quicker on that than we anticipated? Were we longer? And just helps with all the planning, really. It does track time, doesn't it? But yeah, but it's, not, really it's well. not, not as effectively okay. as some of the other options out there. But I think for most people, if you're kind of just a, a solo or a relatively small team uh, base camp you know is very very effective and very very cost effective as well mm. that i think really adds in its favor there as well um there's some other systems that have come out recently that are quite useful link decks um which is kind of started out as a link analysis tool um they've added some kind of uh, project management software functionality to it which i've seen recently and been quite impressed with so you can allocate tasks to individuals within a team which is quite useful um SEO Moz have one that sort of provides that functionality as well, like a campaign management tool. Mm. So there's a lot of different options out there um, to keep track of it software-wise. But fundamentally, it comes down to having a good idea of what it is you want to do. And, you know, you can do that in whatever way is most practical to you. I would say sit down, remove yourself from any distractions, um, and just get up the website that you're dealing with and think about all the issues, all the potential things you could do. Potentially get a couple of people in a ring, because that's how we do it um, Mm. most frequently is one person on their own will come up with one good set of ideas they might come up with 10 good ideas another person on their own might come up with 10 good ideas you put three people in a room and you'll get much more than they would have done individually and the quality mm. of the ideas will be that much higher because you spark off each other sorry to interrupt yeah. I, I just had a sudden idea are, are no two sort of SEO projects the same I mean is there, is there a standard template you can follow or is everyone um, different I mean there's there's certain elements of a campaign that that you know might be similar across campaigns you know there are certain tasks that we tend to repeat um but it's not a kind of one size fits all and you know i think i mean i don't know whether this is the same in every agency but site visibility we don't kind of come about our tasks necessarily as a um like a list of possible tactics and then we're like almost ticking them off Mm. we tend to particularly with the link building we use a couple of frameworks and we've chatted about them a bit before but um they're kind of the main one that we use most frequently to build links is the theme 
strategy or theme methodology as we right. use it, which is kind of, um, we start by saying, so it's an acronym because every, every marketer loves a good acronym. So the T ah. is for the tribes. Okay, who are the various audiences of the website? And that's kind of subgroups. So for a um, particular website, it might be, you know, they might have 20 different tribes. It's not just demographic stuff like male and female age 25 to 35 mm-hmm. it's kind of more specific than that it might be like to so say um we are working on a i don't want to give too many details away about particular clients but say you're kind of working on a financial services website that kind of does savings accounts you might have um people retiring being some of the investors people who have you know inherited some money being some of the you know so that's kind of more what i'm talking about as a tribe so like people who have inherited money might be a tribe and you know people who are you know retiring might be a different tribe and people who have you know you know just um you know sold the house might be you know so it's kind of relatively small groups so you're thinking about that particular group mm-hmm. then the h in the theme is the hook so what about your product services website business um, appeals to that tribe you know so it's kind of what's a usp of you to that group specifically mm. and there needs to be a connection there some websites don't really have that and at that point you've got to say well are these tribes we're talking about right or is the business that we do you know, good enough because if you've not got a unique selling point to the tribe you can't target them um so that you know is kind of a process and in the tribes we might do persona development in the you know the the h the hook we might be doing proposition development and, and bits there as well but then once you've got those two bits, we then go, okay, well, what's an engaging piece of content you can produce? Um, now, that engaging piece of content might be a podcast. It might be a blog post. It might be a white paper. It might be some guest posts. It's basically something, an mm. asset, mm. if you will, um, that is link-worthy. Um, but what's interesting about that is it not has to just be link-worthy in its own right, but it has to appeal to that tribe that you're trying to, you know, you see as a potential group of customers and somehow exemplify your hook so for example um we've done some stuff with a travel client um you know so their tribe is kind of you know people you know backpackers for want of a better description people going on kind of longer holidays um their hook is okay well we're the cheapest place to find you know these types of holidays and then then going okay well what can be the engaging piece of content and we're working on kind of okay well here's a route planner if you're going to you know five european uh, music festivals mm. so you tick which music festivals you want to go to and then it shows you the nearest ho- you know hotels and tourist destinations and all these types of things um and that's good because that's an engaged piece of content it's link worthy um it embodies the hook it's about kind of cheapness and convenience and it appeals to a particular tribes so that's quite effective um then the m is the marketing so what are you going to do to promote that and each of these engaging pieces of content needs its own marketing technique and it might be outreach it might be pr it might be social media seeding it might be article writing so you're writing articles pointing to that particular piece of content and you know um you know you're you're limited you're only limited by your imagination on what the marketing of these pieces of engaging content would be and then the e the final e in the theme is evaluation so how effective was that piece of work in its own right and that's the way we try to work and then say okay well we're going okay well who are the tribes that we're trying to target here so the personas okay here's this tribe Um, we know what the hook is that's the kind of the upfront bit of work and then each month we can say okay well what engaging piece of content can we produce this month and then maybe next month it's all about the marketing of it and the month after it's about evaluating it it's on like a three month cycle and kind of got bits of work tying into can, that can you have multiples of those instances yeah, of those yeah, cycles yeah, going yeah, on yeah, at the same and, it, time? And, and that's limited by the amount of you know time effort sure. creative ideas you've got and if you've got lots of ideas you've got lots of time you, you know you, you can do pretty much all of them so yeah no it's a, that's the way we tend to work in putting those tasks together 
Well, Colin, I hope you found that useful. Let's move on to the next question, which is a paper question. Uh-huh. You may hear paper rustling. Hi, Kelvin. Um, here is a question for your next Q&A. Um, I recently... Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Lee was quoted in a major online publication, but the story was hidden behind a paywall, as much of the magazine's online content is restricted to subscribers. Do I still get the value of a link back in Google's eyes from the online feature, or does the paywall prevent spiders from reading the story from a search perspective? Keep up the good work, and thanks for the great work organising Brighton SEO. Chris Lee, Managing Director, Planet Content. Yeah, no, it's an interesting question because more and more websites are implementing paywalls or, you know, content that's behind membership areas of the site. And mm. the, sh- the short answer is it depends but um, on the particular setup of the paywall in question. But in most cases, I would say that you're not going to get any SEO benefit from that because Google, um, it depends how the paywall set up. Are Google indexing that page? And if they're indexing that page, it's in their results um, using something like first click free or you know various options that are out there um, they might be indexing it but if you the short version would be how to find out is take the url of the page where you've been quoted and drop that in search for it in google maybe put site colon and then drop in the url after that oh, of course yeah um, and see if it's being indexed and being cached if it's being indexed and cached um you might get some value from it but the chances are it probably won't be if it's behind a paywall now there's two ways it can work because when you block content to the search engines, you can block them from indexing it and you can block them from following it. So um, when you, you know, you can add a you know piece of code to your page which says no index, no follow, uh, which says don't index this page and don't follow the links on it. Some pages can be set up so it's saying don't index this page, uh, but do follow the links. Right. Um, but my gut instinct is in this case where what, you know the page is behind a paywall unless it's being properly cached um it it won't be passing any value having said that many of the big national newspapers um you know like 
the FT and you know all those ones which had the paywall, um, they do let Google index all their content. And at that point, um, you know, because what what they do is they let Google index every single page, and then they restrict you once you get there if you view too many pages. And oh, that's, you know, like sometimes you can work your way around a paywall by following certain versions of the link and that kind of thing. Um, if that's the case and they are indexing it, you might get some value from it. But if it's not being indexed, unfortunately, you're probably not getting any value from it. Having mm. said that, there is the potential that um, even if it is behind a paywall, it might well be being, being scraped and mentioned on other websites. So it's not quite as good as the original link would have been, but you know it's better than not being there at all. It's tough, um, but if Google aren't, you know, if they don't see the page, how are they going to know the link's there? They've not got the password to go into every paywall and know what's behind there. That's the reason why the paywall's there, to restrict people's access to it. Um, so it's a shame. Well done on getting the mention in, um, you know, you know a, a high-quality website, but paywalls, unfortunately, quite often mean that you're not going to get the value from that. Oh, well, not to worry. No. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Let's move on to the next question. Actually, we've saved the best or last time. Yeah, well, this I, actually I, isn't I a like, question, really. It it's more of a, more of a tip, yeah. A tip. Um, so I think, yeah, Tim... I'm really not sure. Here's the the question for Tim and for the listeners. Um, there's some background noise in this, and <laughs> me and Andy having some debate as to whether it's a sound effect or whether it's real. I think we're both veering no, towards they're real. They're, they're real yeah, recordings, but, but yeah. I think they've been put in in post production. That's okay. my theory. Okay, and I, I'm kind of like. I probably agree with Andy, but I would like to believe that, um, <laughs> that Tim did record this in a great big chicken shed. But I, I'm, oh, you've given it away now. You've, 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 you've spoiled it. Oh, I've spoiled, spoiled it. it. Uh, rewind the, the podcast and just wipe your memory, everyone. Yeah, yeah don't ignore that. Um, but yeah, no, it's a great tip here. I think Tim um, you know, wanted to share this you know, practical idea that he'd got and it's been implemented. It's something we sort of touched on a bit in, um, you know, in, in Clockwork Pirate. Um, which you can download from clockworkpirate.com. Um, but yeah, no, it's a really interesting tip and one that I think will hopefully be inspirational for lots of people who are looking to try and build links to their website. Okay, let's roll it. Hello, Andy. Hello, Kelvin. It's Tim Daniels here from the website poultrykeeper.com. I'm at one of the many UK poultry shows working on my link building technique. No, that's confused you, hasn't it? Well, let me explain. I've found many websites in the poultry world are often personal web pages and I've been struggling to get good links from these guys so they don't really understand the benefit of a link or why I would ask for a specific anchor text in a link for example and I've tried a number of methods of link building that you've suggested but came up with this cunning little plan to get those oh so valuable one way links Good quality photos of the breeds of poultry are always in demand so I've been getting as many photos as I can of the show winning birds and the rare breeds and so on and I use a photographic background and lights that have set me back a few hundred pounds but the resulting pictures are highly desirable for people to use on their websites. I've placed these for sale for a small fee in our shop and the owners are generally happy to pay for the high resolution download. This just about covers my fuel costs to get to the show, um, but the trick for the one-way link is to make the lower resolution image that's displayed on the site free to use on their own website, providing they credit us in the form of a link. This isn't something everyone could do, of course, and there is work involved in getting the photos, editing them, uploading them, but it does provide a slow and steady supply of one-way links which I feel are very valuable. I'm a big fan of the podcast, by the way, and if my site wasn't a hobby site, I'd definitely be up for premium content. 
Thanks very much, guys, and keep up the good work. Yeah, no, that's a really good tip. I mean, I think, as you know, as we were talking about earlier, engaging pieces of content, photographs are a great example of that. People will link you know they're getting something of value and you know there's an exchange going on you're giving them something of value i.e the images and they're providing payment in the way the way of the links that's a really good practical way of doing it photos are a great way of doing it videos are a great way of doing it um you know i think you know like hotels for example if they had some great images of their town you know that they operate in they'd be able to get links off the back of that um same for um you know, if you're an online retailer and you're just using the stock imagery that, that comes with the, the products, um, maybe you should do some of your own photography of the mm-hmm. products and allow people to use that on blogs and websites if they review the product, if they link back to you. There's a lot you can do where you're exchanging kind of assets in return for links that work very well. So, yeah, a good investment, a good tip, and hopefully one that people could see might work for them. Thank you very much. While we're on the subject of pictures, what do you think about places such as Flickr and uh, yeah, what was the other one? The Google one, the is it um, Picasso, isn't it? Picasso, yeah, it. I mean, I, I'm I use photos quite a lot from Flickr. We do on the site of his blog, and we link back to you know the source of them. Then mm. you know it's there in the in the image link, so there's some value there. But what's happening there is we're using images and we're linking back to Flickr. Um, so it's Flickr that's getting the benefit not the publisher of those mm. images but you know we've done a few campaigns with clients where they've got extensive image libraries and, and used them quite well Flickr can be good as a means of getting your images out there um, you can maybe put them on Flickr with a kind of watermark and says to remove the watermark you can use this version sure. elsewhere and to download that you have to link back so um, yeah uh, images are a great way to build links um, Flickr is a great way to find images that you can use um, and you know if you can combine the two you're, mm. you're normally onto a winner have you heard of Smug Mug no I've not heard of that one no what's that is it? I have I don't know a lot about it though <laughs> okay you've heard of it well, I think it's like it's a bit like Flickr but yeah. it's a, I think it's aimed a bit more at sort of more professional photographers oh, okay. I've probably offended a whole load of people now by saying that okay but uh, um, it's worth, worth worth having worth, a look it's worth having a look as he gets his teeth back nice in one. Smug Mug I think it's .com but I think that wraps it for today's yeah, show. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, and just to say to people as well, um, we're always looking for questions to cover in the um, in the audio podcast. So do keep them coming. There's the phone number that comes up at the end of every show, um, which allows you to phone in and ask an audio question straight from your mobile that will or you know landline which will drop into the show you can always send us mp3s or good old-fashioned written questions and we'll try we answer as many as we possibly can um yeah and the email address to send them to is kelvin's that's k-e-l-v-i-n dot newman newman spelled n-e-w-m-a-n at sitevisibility.com which is s-i-t-e B-I-S-I-B-I-L-T-Y you were, stra- you were straining yeah it, yeah I mean it's amazing despite working at the company for nearly five years sometimes I do still spell the name <laughs> wrong but no it's all I's there's no A's in ability which is where most people tend to go wrong there but do keep those questions coming we love answering them um, I know the listeners love hearing other people's predicaments and hearing the answers mm. to them especially it with makes the, yeah makes the show great so um, do write in do send your audio questions we love them yes and all those details will be repeated at the end from that funny bloke that speaks at the end so I've been Andy White and I probably will be next time and uh, he has been I have most certainly been Kelvin Newman and I can imagine I will be for the foreseeable future as well <laughs> so that's the end of internet marketing and we'll be back again very soon brought to you by sitevisibility.com goodbye see you next time bye Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. 
you can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five oh. If you're inside the UK, it's O one two seven three two five six one five oh. And you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well that's it for now. Andy White is signing off until next week on Internet Marketing.